Hello and welcome into Off Topic, brought to you by Sora Data. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on Sora today to talk about a whole bunch of cool stuff. Maybe not even that cool, but I'm going to dig myself deeper into a few things because why not? Why not? Uh, thanks for everyone com for coming. Excuse me. Ben Johnson was here nice and early. Looking forward to this one. Good place said, I think we've moved past the shovel phase. Need a picture of Laird in an excavator. I probably have. I should have replaced the the garbage truck with an excavator. Trip and B first, way to be. Uh, Tuggy says, if Pru doesn't make the top 10, I'm canceling my server data sub, sub and still using the free version. So what uh, Tuggy's referring to there is that I'm going to rank the, I don't know if I'm actually going to go through a whole ranking. We should need to talk about which leagues are important for so rare. And so I'll get into that because I think it's something that we should talk about. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Alex Wilson, when Spanish Super Cup cover? Yeah, we get that. <clears throat> I did see a bunch of people upset that three games of utility for the top four teams in Spain. They're not actually a top four, but maybe they were last year. Three games and comparing that to the Asia uh, Asia Cup, Asian Asian Cup, Asia or Asian. I don't know. But um, I think they're totally different things. And but I could see why people would be upset those who want the Asia cup. Uh, anyway, Kev heard what's up. G Walm says, I like so rare. You know what? Me too. Me too. Mike Bassett, it's Friday. It's 5 PM. It's Laird kicking ass and taking names time. It's that's not at all. What's going to be John Nellis is here. We have a celebrity in the house. Wow. It's Wilson. Did you take that picture for this thumbnail or do you have that pic with your show <laughs> lying around? I, I took that. Uh, my daughter took that picture. Yesterday, though, I knew exactly what I was doing. Um, Alex said, lovely time before I go to the pub for a well-earned pint. Now, that's what we're talking about here. There we go. Carrie, what's up? Ben Johnson. Oh, this is what we were saying before. Spanish Super Cup feels like a slap in the face to the Asia Cup side. I'm all for more coverage, but there's a time and a place. So I think they're totally different things. And that doesn't mean it's right or wrong. But... Like the Super Cup's literally a club competition, and we've had other club competitions. It's weird that they would pick the Spanish Super Cup and not the Club World Cup. Also, I think somebody mentioned that the Spanish Super Cup is in Saudi Arabia, which um, Mike Baston saves the Turkish league from being trash is now not the only league on in that game week. It is like now we have two, two La Liga games, basically. And it with next week. So next midweek was supposed to only be uh Turkish Super League, but instead now we have these. Um anyway. <clears throat> Let's see here. What else we got in the sorry, I'm checking the chat here. Carol, finally time to be live. Finally have time to be live. So yeah, thank you uh, for coming. Connor said, Osasuna top four Spanish team confirmed. I mean, they're there. I don't know what else you can say. Connor said, when community shield coverage? I wouldn't rule that out, to be honest. That's all. John Ahmed, hello. Red or dead, what's up? Surface, good morning. Rikaman said, is the Italian Super Cup covered? I have no idea. I would assume not. Um, yeah, I assume not. And Carol said, great time for Turkish League, six match days in eight game weeks, which means we're like seven game weeks away from uh, NEP being like, you know, it was pretty underpriced. Turkey. 
Um, just kidding. Um, so what do we get into first? The importance of the league. So there, I think I tweeted this. I want to talk about the importance of leagues. And there's been some, uh, some. I was going to call it backlash, but it's not. But a few people have brought up uh, the Sora Andrews conversation yesterday about uh, the possibility of getting rid of thresholds and the reason why at least Andy thought that they should. And it, it made me think back to a conversation I had actually with Gator Guy a few weeks ago about how selling star players right now is actually somewhat difficult. And that the volume of transactions for bad players, and it's not really bad players, but like people are building for cat modes. And so if you have a player who is good for cat mode, it's going to be significantly easier to sell. And there's something very backwards about that when you think of what this game is supposed to be. And it makes you think of what Nicola said, was that earlier this week, last week? I don't remember. How they're going to try to get something so that star players are star players. And what Blue Tomato said, trash players, which I did not say. He said, or she, they, they said. Um, Blue Tomatoes was also commented in one of Haber's streams recently. Haber's been doing some live streams recently, and I think they're great. But the problem is I don't catch them live, and then I lose the live chat, and it's whatever. But he said Blue Tomatoes, and I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. Um, but then he actually said tomatoes as, you know, some sort of American accent. It was great. So Andy said the problem is that everybody wants to buy shit, which is true true shit or the t word um so yeah so connor said going from u23 rare to cat 240 super rare was my best decision in so rare so i don't think that's necessarily bad but it's also definitely not good that and maybe u23 isn't the right example but it's a perfectly good one because lots of people like to play u23s and you want people to play U23 and be like, man, if I could win a Jude Bellingham or a Florian Verts or Vinny Jr. or they want to buy those cards, like that's what you want. And instead, they're like, man, Luka Modric is pretty cheap and plays basically a, you know, in the midfield Real Madrid and can get me a threshold. And the game doesn't work that way. Like in the sense that it cannot survive and thrive if the best players are not desirable. And so moving cash rewards away from mediocrity and towards stars helps the stars and buys the players that we want. And this actually goes into a bit of what I wanted to discuss in terms of the importance of leagues on so rare and i'm I, i'm not going to go well maybe we will just go through a whole ranking but so mike said can't there be room for everyone so the the problem now is that it's almost like so rare tried too hard to make tier three and fours valuable and it took them took the value away from the stars like stars should be what we all want. 
And that doesn't mean that you can only win with stars. Absolutely not. There are plenty of situations that we've seen all over the place of teams that are not great, that are getting stacked and they're winning podiums even. And the difference is that those, those stacks or collections or lineups shouldn't win all the time. And right now, because of threshold, they're winning all the time. And that's not, that's literally not healthy for the game. Um, Philly Dilly said, I started cap 240 super rare this season and I'm doing okay and enjoying it. But I think a lot of people downplay how tricky the super rare market can be. Super rare cap 240 is far from risk-free. Totally agree with that. Totally. Um, Connor said, rare, Kaisuke Osaka, best Asia keeper, Japanese international, huge future, super rare Johnny Placide. Placide? I remember this guy, 35-year-old who is never good but starts every week in League 2. Yeah, so it... Uh, Mike said that was the easy way. It's easier to bring things higher down than push lower things up. Yeah, so... Absolutely. And I think that was a gigantic mistake. Ben said maybe move threshold to 400 points in cap 270. I don't think so. I think the problem with thresholds is any change is going to anger people. And especially because, and I've seen a lot of comments here, not here, but this week about how they literally just change thresholds. And so how can you like change them after you just change them? And like fundamentally, we didn't really change them. We, they. Like adding the scarcity bonuses and all of that, like it's not a gigantic change realistically. And so I think what the game needs is like we've gone away from incentivizing having better players. And that just feels fundamentally wrong in this type of game. And so, yeah, that's the issue. So, so I want to talk about this like league rankings in terms of importance, but I, we, we all need to realize that what we, and, and I imagine most people watching this or listening have been playing so rare for a while. And if you're not one of those people, that's even better because I think what we all need to do, like everybody talks about how we need more users. And realistically, this game does not become mainstream without all of the existing users becoming the, the minority, right? Like we need more than just us. And I'm not, I don't even want to talk about how to get new people involved. But the, so Gia said, when there were no thresholds, whales were milking top prizes. When there are thresholds, whales move to thresholds. Upon next changes, whales and old players will follow new direction. I mean, the whales play the game in the, in the most profitable way that they can. So they need to, because they put so much money in. So they moved to thresholds because the, the stars that they were winning were not worth it anymore. We're not worth as much anymore, which is bad. That's bad. Anyway, so think of yourself as, an, as a potential so rare user. 
that you're into football. Maybe you're really into it. You have a favorite club, you know, you're a supporter of one club. Maybe you like another, you know, the Champions League comes around and you're like, no, I know, I know these clubs. So let's work off of that to start. That the, the top five leagues in Europe, so the Premier League, Bundesliga, La Liga, Serie A, and Ligue 1. Those are probably the five leagues that most football fans know of, right? And that doesn't mean that they are intimately knowledgeable about every single team, but they know that when they see Juventus, they're like, yes, that Italian club. So we know that those leagues are important, but we also know that so rare is this global game and we need more leagues and that's fine. So let's think about what, what is important for so rare when they think which league should we have? And obviously there are existing league, like we know that so rare already have a lot of leagues on the platform. And I think we can all admit, we don't want to admit it, but we admit that we think some of these leagues are way better than they actually are. Or I'll say it differently since I need to do that more often now. How we view certain leagues through the so rare lens is not how someone who does not play so rare look at them. And I know like Scosmo is here and Scosmo loves the Croatian league. Realistically, most people maybe can name one, like maybe. Like Zagreb makes the Champions League. And so I, I feel like that's the only one, realistically. Now I'm not talking about, again, like hardcore football f- f- fans, but like even that, if they really love like the top five leagues, they're probably not caring much about Croatia. So Mike said the real, the in-game relevance does not match the real life relevance. So correct. And what if, what if it should? Like, like the Croatian league has like some very good scores in it, but you can't win champion Europe with, with those cards. Right. And so the so the, the the talk of moving stars like stars will be stars we know that most of the stars are in champion europe your name said even the biggest hardcore fans will struggle to name over three teams from the croatian league so let's even use that as an example so we have croatia how many people could name Three teams. I, I liked three as a number because a lot of these teams have are, you know, get teams in the Champions League. And so you're like, oh, I remember that team from the Champions League. They finished last. And the, sorry, I was pulling up the licensed teams here. I don't even know what. So what is this? Connor said, Stish's story about his taxi driver telling him about Batarina and Ivan Usic him being able to respond that he knew him and Stish's friends freaking out is what I aspire to. So that is what the game is about, for sure. 
So looking at the the other leagues, like if you look at Austri- the Austrian Bundesliga, what how many teams do most people know? And I feel like Salzburg is the immediate one because there have been players from Salzburg that have moved to bigger clubs, one of which is at Man City now. You know, like, I I think Salzburg makes sense. I don't know if a lot of people get to three. Britain disagrees, says, I think you may get people who know two or three. Your name is adding Rapid VN. Okay, that's fine. So we kind of have to put, so let's let's keep that to the side. Like we know that Austria and Croatia have teams that have done enough in the Champions League that people know who they are. And so Belgium which has an extremely soft spot on so rare because it was the first league. If you started with the first five, excuse me, with the big five, how many leagues would you add before you needed to get to Belgium? And there's a, there is a benefit with, I'm, I'm going to put Belgium and, um, the Netherlands, so Eredivisie and Jupiler kind of together because there are enough examples of players coming from those leagues and going to the big five, meaning the, the, the top five Euro leagues, that people may have heard of those guys. So Kev Hurt said, I know all these teams from Football Manager. That's great, yeah. Tom Clark says, I think most people could name at least five Belgian teams. Like, I don't believe you. I really don't. Um, but but I I mean, I, 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 I don't live in a place that is that football crazy. And so that's fine. But what are even the five? It's like Bruges, Ghent. Gank, Antwerp, and Anderlecht? Is that the five? USG, maybe? I don't know. Um, so then Eredivisie, I think, is actually a little better because, because of, like, transfers. So we know that guys go from, like, AZ or Feyenoord or Ajax and they go and play in the top five leagues. Like the the way I keep looking at it is, for this part at least, is access to become top five league players. And we all know that that's actually like a death knell. Like guys who smash it, um, smash in Eredivisie, and then go to Europe to the top leagues in Europe tend not to play as well. Um, Kev Hurt said both Bruges teams. I would guess most people don't know Bruges has two teams. Mike said, I think most people get Anderlecht, Bruges, Ghent, Genk, and another. I don't know another FC. Scosme, you can just stop like listing the teams in Belgium. 
So I think the Netherlands is up there. And I think Portugal is as well. Because... Yeah, David said Eredivisie is very close to being the fifth best league in the world. They were fifth for a little bit. And so, yeah, I I, I think I think the Eredivisie is the best league outside of the big five in terms of importance to so rare. And importance to so rare includes having teams and leagues that people will know and, and want to participate in a game with those players. So... So the way I'm thinking of this is you're a Liverpool fan and you love Luis Diaz or you're a Chelsea fan and you love Enzo. And you're like, man, that's so cool. I could have their cards. Oh, wow. I could have a card from when Luis Diaz was at Porto or I can have an Enzo card from when he was at Benfica. Oh my, he has River Plate cards. That like, it's almost like it gives you some sort of like, um, street cred when it comes to like, oh no, I really know my players because I have Enzo's River Plate card. Shout out to River Plate. So the, sorry, I got caught up in, so Scosmo said I couldn't do Portugal because probably because they aren't on so rare. So realistically we have the, well, at some point we've had the three that matter, apologies to Braga, like Porto, Benfica, and Sporting. The teams that like compete and make the Champions League, people know who they are that it's not like you're in you're in england and you're like who's arsenal have this week and they're, they're like oh yeah they're they're playing porto and you're like who like people know who porto is so i think portugal and the netherlands are right up there um connor said tier one la liga prem bundesliga Serie A, team tier two league un which i think is absurd um Eredivisie, Brazil, Argentina, Portugal, Tier 3, Belgium, FSP, SPFL, Austria, Switzerland, and the championship. So the... Um, sorry. Gia said, small leagues enable scouting for young talent and using old semi-retired player card. It's part of the club building game element. I'm not saying at all that we should get rid of these leagues at all. But I'm saying the... So the small the scouting for young talent you're more likely to get one of those players from the Eredivisie Jupiler I guess Austria but you're the scouting young talent is finding somebody who ends up in one of the big 5 leagues like that's the goal that that's their goal usually and so so this league un versus Eredivisie like the best, I don't want to call him the best player in the world, but if arguably the best player in the world plays in a league, I think that increases the importance of that league on its own. So like as long as Mbappe is in league, Un, I think it more people will know PSG than Ajax. I mean, nobody can name anyone on Ajax this year. Um, so, yeah, and I agree. Syria is a... That's the one I would take out for Eredivisie, not Ligun. So, so everybody's going to disagree with me on Ligun. That's fine. Like, we... 
it's an opinion. You can have yours. I didn't call it trash. You might call it trash. I'll disagree. Anyway. Um, so really what I want to, sorry, I'm like really behind on the chat. The question is, if we're talking about the market nowadays, you can't give relevance to Portugal. You have 124 players in Primera Liga. So um, Scosmo said Syria is great. It's so, all right. All right. I actually didn't even talk about Syria. A bunch of people have have talked about the second divisions. And this kind of goes back to this goes back to getting players who have the ability to get to the top 5 leagues. So every year two or three teams from the second division Europe become champion Europe teams. And usually that's really bad because they don't score as well, but it's not always the case. And we do have situations where the, where the, where those players become perfectly usable. And I struggle to see the, the argument that second division teams, meaning second division in Germany, England, Italy, France, and Spain, are worse than Austria, Croatia, Scotland, Denmark, Norway, and all of those. And I think it was Tony Watt. It was, I mean, it was definitely Tony Watt. I forget who, what player he was talking about. But I, I remember when Second Division was announced and he was like, people don't realize how good of a footballer you have to be to play for a Second Division Europe team. Like we all talk, think that they're, they're just these, like these garbage players who can't make the top division. But the world is filled with players who can't make the top division. And these guys are literally one step away. And... Daniel said the championship is far clear of most challenger leagues. The other second divisions are questionable. I don't even know if they're that questionable. Enrique Mon, so Alavas has been Alavas has been significantly better, like promoted last season, came into the La Liga, and they are literally mid-table now. Ninth to eighth, maybe. And so, so those leagues, in in terms of finding players who can then you know what? It's not even just that. For the number of players who go, go on loan from champion Europe teams to second division, now you get their second division card, and it's like, oh, when they go back, it, it's great. And Brayden said, if you watch the Spanish second division, you realize how good some players are. They're like, they're very, very good. Yeah, and Bundesliga two is an incredible league. So the only reason we we as a community like don't like second division is because when they released second division, it was this like flood of cards and everyone like prices went down and everybody blamed that. But starting from scratch, surely you add second division before you add all of the other challenger ones that we were talking about, except maybe Portugal and the Netherlands. I don't know if we can all agree on that, but 
you're going to have to really convince me why that's not the case. So we have to expand that though, because this is not like just a European game. And so the, let's talk about America, the America region. So I think it's commonly accepted that Argentina or Brazil is the best in terms of competition. And there are plenty of players that we know that go from those leagues to Europe. And it's like a big deal that they go there. Not not a big deal for, well, it is a big deal for them at home. But it's also like, hey, like Real Madrid signed Endrick, a 16-year-old kid from Brazil. And we all know this. And now you're like, where, where does he play? Palmeiras. Cool. And so the, I think we can, we all basically accept that. And Argentina is the same way. Like Julian Alvarez went from River Plate to Manchester City. And we know that there are great players that play there. They won the World Cup. And the players that were on that team are already in Europe. So what if you had the opportunity to get, you know, you're a Man City, you love Julian Alvarez, and now you can get his River Plate card. Like, that's really cool. And so... Enrique Mons said, even, not even with Madrid, it's when Benfica signed meant a big deal. Totally, totally. Um, Johanna said, I'd argue that not losing utility on relegated champ Europe players is also a huge factor. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the only issue is they almost become overpowered. Like, look at Southampton and Leicester this year. Like, those guys absolutely smash. David said, I feel like Argentina is getting way worse in, in the last years. I I wouldn't. The last years is when I've been watching. And Tom Kark said, Belgium is far better than the second divisions. Um, Johanneton said, players moving to big clubs doesn't mean a lot. Daniel Parrott's moving to Bayern doesn't make the Israeli league better, in my opinion. Totally disagree. Like, the... The opportunity, and, and maybe this comes from more of a collector side of it, but the idea of, I really like this player, and I've liked him since back when he was with whatever, I mean, we all do that. We all have this band that we've liked forever, and people are like, hey, this band's really cool, and you're like, I've liked them forever. Do you have their first album? Like, people do silly shit like that. And so now if you have the opportunity to be like, hey, I've liked Julian Alvarez since his River Plate days. Here's the card I've had for two years. That matters. Like, it's stupid, but it matters. And so, yeah, people are bringing up Schalke. It's not sure that relegated clubs perform. Of course not. I mean, nothing's ever sure. And a lot of players could leave anyway. Apparently, Jaden Sancho is going back to Dortmund on loan. Like that. What if you're a huge Man United uh, supporter, but you also really like Jaden Sancho, at least when they got him? And you're like, oh, I could have gotten a Sancho Dortmund card, Hallen Dortmund card. Like that's important. Totally important. And and this kind of goes back, uh, sort of the opposite of what I was saying, but like if you could have gotten a Salzburg Hallen card, like that's cool. People want that stuff. And so 
Argentina and Brazil are important. And now we talk about MLS. And there's a weird thing about MLS in terms of how it fits in in football watching in the US and the how it's taken elsewhere. Um yeah, Ricomon said I love the sporting Bruno cards. Yeah, they're awesome. So the so MLS I think you can make an argument and I actually don't think it's a very good argument. But I think that you can make an argument that MLS is one of the most important leagues for so rare because of the audience that it could potentially unlock. And what's weird about that is that there are probably more fans of Premier League teams in the US than MLS teams. And so it's actually, you want the American audience more than you need MLS. And, but you sort of need both. And I would, I would venture to say that a good percentage of strong MLS fans enjoyed watching football before MLS became as big as it is now. And it's not like huge. And, and so if you're like, yeah, I really like New York City FC, but I've watched Arsenal for 20 years. Like that is an important segment of people. There are like 330 million people in this country and getting them and a country that is extremely familiar and likes fantasy sports. Cosmo said MLS is just a marketing tool to help penetrate the North American market. It's not even the North America. It's like the United States of America. No, like nobody cares outside of the US in, in North America. So the other fun thing about Amer American football watching is that MLS is not the most watched uh, football league in the US. It's Liga MX, which we have some clubs for them from licensed, but not the whole thing. And did I call Canada trash? They have MLS teams. Canadian Premier League can, no, no thanks. So it's important. MLS is important, just like, I, I think that's right. It, it's it's like almost like a marketing arm to get so rare, just more visible, which is why NBA and MLB were important. So Let's go, let's talk about this. Where does the Saudi league get placed in all of this? So I, it's nowhere. And I think there's a significant, there's a significant hope among people who think that Saudi Arabia should be covered and licensed. And it's this hope that some rich people in Saudi Arabia decide that so rare is awesome, drop a truckload of money, and we all get rich. And 
I've seen some tweets out recently about how the Saudi is it pro league? Is that what this is called? Saudi, yeah. How the Saudi pro league is not any more unbalanced than Eredivisie or the Bundesliga, frankly. And I think it's it. You would have a better chance at selling people on the Saudi league. And this is going to, the problem is it's going to take years, but you need players to go from the Saudi league to big five leagues or, or to, you know, top nine leagues in, in Europe. Like you need it to go that way. You don't need old players or even young players, but you, you need the, you need the talent to go from a league to another in this, in this instance. And that's not happening. Like the only time that people, we, we actually haven't even seen it yet, but I was gonna say like the, the only time we see like young players leave Saudi Arabia to go somewhere else is because they don't like it there, but we haven't really seen it. like the Jota rumors that he was all gonna be gone, but he's still there. And they're paying so much money that it almost like doesn't matter. So Tuggy said, sure sounds like MLS, but like there have been MLS players that have gone to Europe and succeeded. And it's not a lot, like, don't get me wrong. It's like, I'm not going to be the one who's like, oh yeah. So Josh says, do you think if Messi had moved there, we'd have Saudi right now? Maybe. Maybe. Um, Connor said Mitrovic and Ronaldo would be top end players, but a lot of other players like Firmino would be average. Yeah. So like, I actually don't think they're that many game breakers. And so like literally from a gameplay perspective, I'm not sure it changes a whole lot. But Johanathan, so this is the problem. They're talented player, players in Saudi, but they won't move to Europe because they have no reason to. They're making so much money already and they're close to their family. And I think that's ultimately what will stop that league from being popular. Like smaller leagues like that, and I don't mean about money, but it is small money-wise also, just because four of them are owned by the, the kingdom. But like, so Tom, there, there really aren't that many game breakers yet. Like Ronaldo is not any better now than he was. Well, he was when he left Juventus or wherever he was. Man United. So, yeah. Sora Josh says this. The scores in the Asian Champions League were very mediocre. I think Koulibaly got 100 once and that was with a decisive. It, it's less about the game breakers. And that's what we all worried. We're like, oh man, like Benzema is going to just average 100. And like, they don't. Um, Tom Clark said, Ronaldo is getting 50 goals a season. How is that not game breaking? It's more that like, he might be the only one. And I'm not even sure it's all just in the pro league. Never been a big Ronaldo guy, so. But like, yeah, it, I don't. I don't think you you have to have him. Yeah, Malcolm's done nothing. 
yeah, Helen's doing it right now. Like there's no, it's just not, I, I just don't think it's there. Um, in terms of like literally game breaking. Like is Ronaldo doing much better than Lawrence Shankland? That's the name, right? Lawrence. I don't know. I I don't think I don't think that we have seen enough of a enough of a push from Saudi Arabia to, to need it. Um to so like Mitrovic. Oh wait, hold on, let me pull this up here. Like Mitrovic had a few somebody was saying he like smashed. Like he was fine. I mean, he had some very good games, don't get me wrong. But I feel like the the reaction is that they do this every single game and they they just don't. Like, is this that great? Two sub appearances, 36, 71, 167, 27, 27. And obviously he probably plays more if they, you know, if they cover the regular league, but I don't know, like this other hundred he had was for Serbia. I don't know. Nanzo said, if more good players move to Saudi, there should be enough to cover it purely from a utility perspective. This is the burn mechanism we all want. I think a lot more players have to go for them to have to worry about that. That's all. Um, Tom Clark said, also, someone is getting the assists from Ronaldo. They're and there are four to six top teams and six are atrocious. The league is so unbalanced. So it's not as unbalanced. It's not any more unbalanced than other leagues. Like, that's the, oh wait, table. Am I not sharing this? Hold on. Sorry, my producer's not working today. Like 19 games in, I'll haul out 53 points, bottom team 13, right? In Scotland's 22 games in, Celtic 54 points, Livingston 12. Eredivisie table. Can't even type today. Eredivisie, PSV, un, win, they've won every single game. 48 points from 16 played, dead last is 11. Two teams are 11. So like, the 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 unbalancedness of the league is true and already exists on so rare. Nanzo, everybody's been saying this. Burn your best cards. You just don't get anything from it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, by the way. Just so we're clear. Um so yeah. Sorry, I'm just ch checking up on the chat anyway. Um, I agree with Daniel. I think everybody should burn their best cards so I can podium every week. Um, Daniel was saying about himself, not about me. So the that's the issue that I like. I don't know where Saudi fits in, but 
we're, we're not, I don't think we're there yet. But anyway, so the, so we have America and like League MX is popular in America. I don't know how much, how popular it is, but like Ecuador, Peru, and Chile, if SoRare decided not to cover them anymore, only Tuggy would notice. And, uh, and Nep. That's it. Um, so yeah, that's, we'll see. Uh, and then Asia with J League and K League, I think there is more of a standing on J League being important because of the number of players that leave the J League and go to Europe. And not say that the K League doesn't have that, but I think that it's a benefit. It's a bonus for those two that that's why we keep them around because they they basically offer the same thing. I, yeah, I'll say it. They offer the same thing in terms of players that go from that from those leagues to top leagues in Europe. Even the second, they even go to second division Europe. Like we've seen it enough that people who like to to get the original version of a player or from their old team, that's always going to be a draw from those leagues. And I just don't think it's enough from Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, and Chile. Do we even have Chile? I thought we did. Um, the good place is J-League players go to top teams. K-League players only go to Midtjylland. I feel like you're saying the same thing. Looking for food set, is there data to suggest J-1 has more players going to Europe? I'm sure there is. I don't have it. I'm completely talking out of my ass on that one. I could be wrong. Yeah. But like we've seen players become popular on SoRare that were like good in Japan and they go to Europe and they're good there too. Shout out to Rio Hitate. And so that's why I think those leagues are important. Um, GS says, J and K League bring in more users in South America. They need to keep them. I, I don't know if that's true, but I think they're both important. I really do. Uh, Skazma said, I love how we're still on league rankings. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on ETH cash reward distribution and gameplay changes. Didn't we talk about Threshold already, though? How long we've we been here? 47 minutes. Um, yeah. So, so I think when we talk about leagues on SoRare and like how important some are versus others, a lot of them just aren't important at all. And they're part of the game and it's fun and like they're here, so we're stuck with them. But I think that... Um, so Nanzo says, and this is exactly where I'm going with this. He said, I'm not sure if it's been mentioned as just joined. Thanks for coming, Nanzo. But the reason smaller leagues are an issue is because rewards in All-Star are outsized. So part of the allure of SoRare is you can have a team, you can make a Chicago Fire stack, and on any given week, it can beat a team of whoever the top players were when Chicago mattered. And so that's fun, but the, but should that be where the best rewards are? And I think that's what, that's the problem that Sora are trying to face now that should, should you, 
reasonably be able to compete, lower compete, for the best prizes without the best players. And I think you're, you will find, I think you'll find that there are equal sides to the argument. Like, I don't think that there is a majority of people who are like, no, 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 no. The best prizes need to be an all-star. I have to be able to take my Midjolan stack and win Mbappe. I know you can't win him now, but it sounds fun. Versus other people who are like, no, no, no. Let me use my Bayern Munich players to win Haaland. And I don't think there's a right or wrong, to be honest. But there is one that ensures that like star players are worth more. And that's to take the best prizes out of All-Star. However, that's really just taking the best card prizes. So what happens if you have a situation where you can still win the best cards with whatever you want? But if you want to win cash, you need the best players. And I think it's possible that's where we go. Because the threshold has made it so easy for bad players to produce a return in the game that makes it successful. And it's actually become difficult to do the same with star players. And people who join the game and, and are interested in the game, and even if it's just in like rivals, like you go, hey, let's do arrivals for this Man City game. And they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, let me like, and they let me get Haaland in my team. And the, what you don't want is, hey, let go find all of these guys in Austria because they never score more. They never, they average less than 52 points a game and use that to, win $50. Like that's not a healthy game. And it's not a game I think most people would play. Like people want to play with guys that they know. And that doesn't mean that there's a, that he's ignoring the whole like finding players who, you know, will be great one day or they, they're really good in the matrix, but we want the best players to be the most desirable. And we want that because new players to the game have heard of those players. It's it's fundamentally easier to come into a game and being like, yeah, I played FPL. And so let me look at the Premier League guys. And for all of us to be like, you know what you should really do is check out Austria and Croatia. Because those guys will get you a better return. And you're like, well, what kind of game is this? Why? And you're like, well... Because the top players aren't worth that much and you can just like get 50 bucks from these Austria guys. You're like, well, what if I just want to play guys I know? And you're like, ah, you should just play FPL. Like, come on. So Josh said, the problem is we can't even win arguably the best player in the world right now at the moment. Mbappe. Yeah. Jonathan said, not everyone cares about ROI. I agree with you, but it, it's also 
basically the the advice to people coming in. Hey, come in this game, buy some limiteds, get your 240 team. Um, it's Wilson said, I do like the strategy involved with something like a 240 team. I just spent hours buying one for rare and enjoyed it. In terms of a greater audience, yeah, Champ Europe stars are what they need to push. So I don't think they should get rid of cat modes. I actually really enjoy them. Like, I think it's a good gameplay mechanic. But be, being able to have more success in the game with, with players that are not that good feels like a problem. Um, hold on, Daniel Koo. Uh, Daniel said we can all win Mbappe soon when he moves to Liverpool. Connor said the easiest sell is, quote, I won $1,500 with a Fulham stack rather than, quote, I won $50 with a variety of cards from the J League. Over, yeah, $50, even if you made $1,500, it's like, yeah, but it, you know, it took me all this time. Yeah. So I think what ultimately I think ultimately what the problem that Sower has is the threshold is too easy. And I don't mean that in terms of reaching 280 points or whatever the hell they are in Super and Unique. I don't even want to talk about Super and Unique. But like it's too easy to be successful. It's the buy these guys you've never heard of and get 50 bucks. And I don't think that is it that's not a great game to have to sell. And it's not that fun. Like the number of people who won who finished like really highly in Cap 240 limited when they pulled the cards out and they were like, "Oh, what the hell?" And it's like just playing for cash with no opportunity at cards is not in in terms of that like threshold situation is not great. But what if the top players from 240 instead of winning the same that whoever else, you know, you scored 390 points in cap 240. You win the same amount of cash as the one who finished at 281. And you get a, a card too. But what if you just won more cash? Is that bad? Or so the the one that gets me, and I mentioned this to to Andy, was um, Come on said the threshold being too easy should bring in more people, but it hasn't done it. So it's it's not that. So I I meant in terms of like understanding the game is too easy. It's boring too. Um, Connor said, I anticipate that they will change the matrix to deflate scores. Example, negative points for being offside. No chance. I actually don't think that they, there are any matrix changes they need to make and doing like doing something to push scores down. Doesn't like, there's no positive that to that with so rare and its users. So <clears throat> the, the thing that got me with, with threshold and the idea of getting rid of it, and I said this yesterday on Sora Andrews, is just that it means fewer people win. And it means that better players win more. 
because like if you if you take money if you take the threshold money and distribute it out to every other competition like what if you could win cash in every competition people like Andy yesterday and Sean and a bunch of other people I know will win more because they'll win some from challenger rare and they'll win, win some from champion America rare plus and they'll win from all-star super rare and they're winning more and what that does is make all of us i don't even say all of us i i will well the way i've been playing it's been shit but i will want to win more cards or excuse me i will want to improve my cards so that i can finish higher in these divisions and win money and i think the i think there's a there there is a gigantic negative to we're going from thousands of people winning to dozens or hundreds. But what if we, what if you just extended it to a lot of people and you're not making, maybe you're not making $50 every week, but I, the idea I have in my head is basically top half. And that's what I said that on Sorry Andrews yesterday, that even for DFS, and I know people are talking about these like huge top heavy finish, you know, top heavy uh, reward structures, like five ETH to first of all-star rare. And I don't think that's necessarily bad. I mean, I think it's bad, but I don't think it's like, I think enough people like that. But what if you just had to finish in the top half of a competition and you won some cash and maybe you don't have the opportunity. Maybe it's not as easy to win $50 from one lineup, but what if you could win $10 from five lineups? Like that seems like a more fruitful market because we need more cards and you want to compete to get higher. Maybe you do win $50 in one and you can win $10 in another. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I actually made like $130 this week instead of just 50. And it just feels like that, that, that makes it more of a competitive game for everybody. And I think the only reason, this is the case for me, the only reason why I like the beat the game is because I can beat the game pretty easily. Like I know exactly what it takes to do it. And I, I don't know if that's good. Because I have, like right now, I have no incentive to make my gallery better. Because I have cards for 240. And I'll just keep playing there. And it, that that that's not good. That's not good at all. Sorry, I fell back on the on the chat here. Um, Nanzo, All Star appeals to hardcore hardcore Serarians. Never heard that before. Serarians makes sense though. Even champion Europe is probably too broad for most. I'd like to see them introduce an EPL division with mega prizes and promote the hell out. I mean, isn't that what they just did? Half a million dollars. Um, yeah. Connor said it's harder to hit thresholds if the matrix is designed. So the average, so the average player gets 35 in a game week instead of 40, like the current matrix. The problem is Connor, like we're, we're smart enough to know that. Like if so rare was like, Hey, we're, changing the matrix and scores won't be as high. Like literally the entire community is like, oh, you're doing that to screw us. 
Like that, there, there's no, there's no, the PR negativity far outweighs the, the cost of payments there. Um, ben said reward box is the new threshold. People gives people a feeling of winning. Yeah, it could be. Um, so Rikaman said the more cash in other comps is only good for whales. It's, it's, it's not, I don't know what you consider a whale, but they can do it in a way where more people are getting rewarded. Like, wouldn't you like the opportunity to win cash in multiple contests and not have to finish top 10 or top hundred? I don't even know what the cash, well, the prize pools are so small right now anyway. But I think we have to like fundamentally rethink this. That what if the top 2,000 2, people in All-Star Rare won some cash? Not just the top 100. Again, it could be more than, I don't even know what it is. So like, yes, whales will win more, more will win more cash. But it also incentivizes, it also, uh, excuse me, it also pushes the value of good cards up. And I think what they've, what they've done with the threshold is make it so that people don't need those cards. And so we're actually overvaluing bad cards and undervaluing good cards. And then if you think of trying to bring somebody into the platform and explaining to them why, sorry, I'm trying to look up any one of my terrible cards. Now I'm going to offend somebody because I told them, I don't know, whatever. You have to tell somebody like why a guy with an L15 of 50 is better for them than the one in an L15 of 65. And they're like, I want worse cards. And you're like, yeah, because you want to fit under the 240. Like, uh, why? <sighs> um, Philly Dilly said, move thresholds to regional competitions. Second division thresh is 10, Euro challengers 20. So I, I don't think... I mean, I, I, maybe there's not a difference. No, I think there is a difference. I think you need to be able to, again, like I think top half makes sense. And if you beat more than half of the people in the field, you win something. And sometimes that means scoring... 310 points. And sometimes it means scoring 110 points, but having like one specific number all the time, regardless of like who's playing or whatever, like it's, that's almost less, uh, flexible than just top half. So where Josh said, I've said for ages, they need money for 220 would get people actually buying game week for game week for that competition instead of putting our leftovers there. So I think they've, I think they need to solve, I, they, they need to solve the value problem of stars and tier ones before tier fours and fives. Like they've already had such a push on making lower, lower uh, scoring cards more valuable than they realistically should be. Um, the good place said there needs to be money in all divisions, make people own more cards, not just a small selection of good trash cards. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, 
Glenn said, I think you need a beat the game competition to give people on a budget more of a chance. Like in FIFA, you can play career mode versus playing against players online. So I get that. I totally do. I, I don't think cash is the appropriate reward for beating a game anymore. That's how I'll put it. I think you can give reward boxes or cards for beat the game or, uh, or yeah, reward box like that have boosts or whatever that make their cards more competitive in real competitions. And then you need to finish high enough in those. Um, uh, Blue Tomato said and take the money. Yeah. So basically the idea of getting rid of thresholds and paying it out to more. Now, when they did that previously, when they announced like, oh, we're paying out more in all-star rare in, in, in the all-star divisions. And they were like, yeah, up to like 10th place or 30th place in all-star rare pro. And it's like, that's, that doesn't affect anyone realistically, like or not anyone, but most people are, that doesn't even matter. Most people are not finishing in the top 30, obviously. And, but I think if they extend it to like an absurd number, like how many, I don't even know how many people enter these things anymore. Um, we're gonna have to go back a few game weeks. Can you not even do that anymore? So cap 240 rare last weekend had 5,500 people. Oh, that, well, well, yeah, we'll do cap because I still think there should be monetary rewards in cap 240. It's just not a threshold. So if there are 5,500 people that are entering cap 240, what if 2,500 of them won something? Like you're actually, you may in that situation be rewarding more people than the threshold gives right now. So GS and Rika have brought up uh, auction credits, which I think is also an interesting idea, but also costs so rare just as much as like that costs so rare and it doesn't cost them as much, I would assume. But the thing that I said with the NBA auction credits and it's auction or buy now, but basically so rare credits is I don't think, I think you anger more people by giving them credits that are actually discounts than actual credits. Like if I win a $50 credit, I want to use that to buy a $50 card. But for NBA, it's like, oh, up to $10 and it's only 25% of the price of the card. And it's like, now I've won something. And the only way to, to get my reward is to spend more money. And that just feels like a slap in the face. But if they just did true credits, I actually think that's okay. because a lot of the money stays here anyway. Um, Daniel said, I think they need to change the threshold depending on card prices. Getting 280 and cap 240 shouldn't be the same as winning a tier three. Is it even a tier three? I don't even know. Um, 
Looking for food, said, so the old, old all-star style, but in all divisions, but with a higher threshold could work. Hurts when you get 300 plus in regionals and get nothing. I, I don't, I want to move away from thresholds for this conversation, at least. Um, Tuggy said, I like a month-long threshold contest where you need to win, say, four game weeks in a row, 4X the threshold payment. So I have heard this idea of, Yeah, if you win four thresholds in a row, you'll win two hundred dollars if it's rare. So like four, excuse me, four fifties. Um, I'm thinking of how many people get to three and then come up short and are just like furious. I mean, like in the old days, I would have had one hundred and fifty dollars, and now I have nothing. But I do think more th month long contests are, are is fun. Flingfong said, putting monetary rewards in the place where most good cards can't be used is counterintuitive as those are the cards that provide outside returns. Sure, middling cards value, but they get that. So I think that's fundamentally the issue is, yeah, you're paying people the most for using cards that are valued as at the least. Um. Let me see. Sorry, still. Uh... Fling Fong said top half, you have lost your mind. What's wrong with the top half? Like, is top half too hard? I don't get it. Brad said, but if we've driven the prices of star cards down, don't the cheaper prices on those players make the game more attractive to potential new users? Maybe we benefit in the long run. So the problem is that new users have no benefit to buying those cards anyway. Like they may be cheap, but then you're like, oh, cool. I just got Kane and Kimmich. And you're like, well, you can't play it in cap 240 where you make your money. And it's like, why not? And like, oh, they're too good. Sorry. Um. Ricky said, get rid of tier four and five rewards. Nobody wants them. Um, and give them and give away nothing. Germ said, ooh, is it a hot one? Eliminate, eliminate limited threshold, replace $50 threshold with 25. Have that money go to beefing up all-star and champ to help make stars stars. Then thresholds as climb scarcity match the market multiplier. <clears throat> why, like if you're gonna eliminate the limited threshold, why not just eliminate all of them? Kev wants limited, or excuse me, tiered thresholds. Um, Yeah. So we're CEO says, is there any chance of a Bundesliga spring competition in the form of what we had in the EPL for the winter? I don't know. I thought that Nicholas said they were going to have another one. And then they announced that free La Liga Bundesliga one or two. I don't know. I have no idea how those things are going. Are they even active right now? That was a common competition, right? I don't even know. Glenn said, pause the video as I actually had to do some work at my job. That's terrible. 
Um, oh, he was just agreeing with me. Sorry. Nanzo said they should sell the cards they would have rewarded and create an algo that gives genuine credits that is slightly less than the value of the tiers three, four, and five of the day. So basically like a $3 credit instead of your tier three and then sell the, sell the cards. I mean, that's basic, not, that's not exactly what surface has said all these years, but surface is a full, like payout cash instead of card, like stop card rewards, which I, I don't like the idea, but I get it. Um, Rikamon said they did remove the tier four and five in the reward boxes. Daniel said, eliminate limited threshold is opinion held by rare, super, and unique players. Which is funny because like Germ definitely plays uh, limiteds. Quinny, what's up? Hope you're feeling better. Skosmo said, I have a fun idea for a structure change. I might do a long format post. No doubt it's a terrible idea, but hey, that's what we do. Uh, no, let's do a show with Andy. That's all. Um, Braden said, I just won my first super rare goalie on auction. Going to play super rare cap 240. Monday announcement for removal of thresholds is guaranteed. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I have no idea, but I, no, no. Yeah, progression bar is coming any day now. Right after game game jam, is that what it was called? Game game jam. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think the like me personally. I don't want to talk for anyone else. Um. Oh, germs is ten percent limited. All right, sorry. Um, I think it is weird to get, like, I don't think they're losing money because of limited thresholds. I don't think that's the problem. So speaking from my, like my gallery and where I am right now in so rare that I'm struggling to think that I can like seriously compete in all-star or the regionals. And so I have... I have tried to focus my gallery more on making the threshold. And so the players that I look at, like I'm more likely to spend on a middling super rare than a very good rare. And there was a time where that was okay, but it's not there. And so it's not there now. And so getting rid of threshold would be really bad for me because I've been like my card acquisition strategy has almost exclusively been, how do I continue to play for me, super rare and rare 240. And I've considered going to unique for just for 240. I'm, I'm I decided recently I'm not going to do that, but, and so my thought now is like, do I switch my strategy? with this whole stars or will be stars thing, but I have no idea what that means. Or do I wait and then it's too far, I'm too far behind. But like, I, I, have, I have a lot of cards. Oh, I have a lot of cards and most of them are not good enough to compete now 
but if they moved cash rewards to others and I was like, I just have to finish in the top half and I can win $10, I don't think that's that bad. Um, oh, Surface is still here. Thank you. Uh, two of the benefits of all cash. It gives them much more flexibility and adjustments. Think of it as US monetary policy. And two, it gets rid of reward valuation issues that everyone hates. Um, the reward valuation issue really shouldn't be underestimated. Like the number of people who win something and they're like, oh, the 10 people behind me got something better. Whereas if you have cash, like we all know going in what that's worth. Um, and Tuggy said the cost of giving money versus a card is wildly different. Obviously the user would prefer cash, but it would cost so or so much and no guarantees the money gets reinvested. That's the biggest risk in doing it, that paying out a card, and I think the I think the counter to that is like, oh, people will just use that to spend on auctions. And so Sober makes will make the money on the auction instead of giving away a free card or the $50, whatever. But it like the math doesn't work out for me yet. Um Gia says, I don't believe the Premier League special paid off. They lost too much money on that. Adjust, but let's cap thresholds, stay, move on with rivals, enabling users, playing the cards, placing their cards funds on the table. Do we know that it didn't work? Like the, the card prices for Premier League cards were wild. So I don't know if it didn't, I wouldn't necessarily say it didn't work. Um. The Good Place said it was kind of dumb that Nicola tweeted what he did without the announcement following almost right away. Why create even more uncertainty? The, I, like, I agree. I also thought it was weird that you would say that stuff on like some random, and maybe it's not that random, but like some other podcast, like use your own platforms to do that. And then go out to others and talk about it. But like, yeah, it was weird. I don't know. Ben said, how would you feel if Cap 240 was locked to a different region each week? Cap 240 challenger one week, champion the next would stop people from farming as much and would be interesting. So I I think I don't I don't think that's a good idea because it's it's basically not fair. Like there's some people who like only play challenger or or excuse me, only have challenger cards. So they can play like challenger and all-star and cap all the cap modes. And now you're just like, no, it's in champion this week. It's like, oh, great. And you don't want people buying cards for like one week. Um, Jerem said stars will be stars, league coefficient, league region coefficient in all-star. Does that mean like top five league players get more points? I don't think that works. Investor Dur said, card rewards make you explore new game paths based on the reward you got, and that's cool. I, that totally agree with that. Like, I I really don't think they should get rid of card rewards. I think it's a big part of the game for a lot of people. And yeah, it's a big part of the game. Malky said, too many ideas today, most of them highly speculative. That's what we do. Speculative ideas. Um he said, implement thresholds on every league, but much, much harder to achieve around 400 points. 
So again, like I don't, I don't think we need that part of like a beat the game. Um, Server said every card they don't reward has some matching value in a new card they could sell. It might not be exactly equivalent, but there is equivalence. So I, I think actually the problem is that they will sell, like they, they won't sell enough to make up for it. Like I truly believe that, but I don't, we don't have that. Like there's no data for that. It's just all of us speculating. Daniel said, does Sora data track how many people hit threshold in each scarcity each game week? Um, we don't track it, but we obviously have the data. So we could see, yes. Um, let's see here. Ben said, surely we do want guys buying for one week. Guys used to get the specialist price boost when they went under 40 L15. So I think it's different if you're buying like one card. But I actually think that's that stuff's not great either. Like there's too much planning that goes into so rare that you can't be like, oh, shoot, I need five champion cards this week. I don't know. Maybe let me think on that more. Um, but again, I think we need to move away from the beat the game and more on the beat everyone else. But maybe it's only half. Like, I'm going to have a hard time getting off of that thought. That like, if you enter a competition and you finish in the top half, you should win something. Sorsa or Sora. Tuggy said, that's assuming that the person will go and buy a card. The user sells the card, Sora gets 5%, then user goes and buys a card. Also say the person just takes the cash reward and buys on the secondary. I don't know. Uh, Mike Basson, so where did Peru end up on the list? It was like, it wasn't last, but it was close to last. Um, sorry, just going through the chat here. Investor said, you think it should be only a beat the other user's game. I think I think the most sustainable the most sustainable plan for SoRare is to re to remove cash rewards from the beat the game part of SoRare. Like I think there should be beat the game aspects of SoRare, but I don't think that should be the the easiest path to win cash or whatever, ether. Like there was a time, did I say this on Sora Andrews yesterday? I can't remember. But like there was a time where every few months they they would announce that the threshold was going to stay for like another six months or whatever. I think if you started today, like you started so rare today, and you had to figure out which leagues you were going to have, you would never have a threshold. And I think fundamentally they want to get rid of it. I don't know how viable it is in terms of like what how the users will react, but surely it's the most expensive thing that they like cost that they have. And I think there's probably, yeah, oh, we did talk about this because like there should be a meeting every week. Like, how do we get rid of threshold? Yeah. <sighs>
Yeah, Daniel said it'd be interesting uh, to see how much money Sorer is giving away. Ben said, if there's 1 million of us eventually, then we need a beat the game. Um, so I actually don't think that's the case, but there, we're so far, like planning on a million users now is not, there's no reason for that. Nanza says, top half sounds like a participation trophy. That's what Threshold is. Threshold is a participation trophy. The trash cards. Um, Johanneton said, are you following Sir Hiss's market index? America rare prices are the only ones going up lately. Why not Asia? Um, well, America starts this weekend. That's why. And like Liga MX starts this weekend. Or is it this weekend? Next weekend? Maybe it's next weekend. Next midweek. And then Argentina is later this month. And Asia is not for another few months still, right? Um, Ricky said, if they want to get rid of thresholds, why add them to other scarcities? Because uh, they messed up. I don't know. Um, Tom Brinson said, a few nuances to iron out with that idea. How many throwaway teams are part of the total? How many serious four-player lineups are in the total? Would people add more throwaway teams to help everyone else? That's a good. Those are all really good questions. So maybe it's not top half. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I think that, like, I hate top-heavy things because if you're replacing threshold, which affects so many people on the platform in terms of those who compete for it and those who actually win it, you you cannot have a ninety percent drop in the number of people who feel like they're winning. Not even feel like they're winning, that are winning, and saying, "I'm sorry, you didn't get your fifty dollars this week, but here's a reward box for a boost." Is very nobody's paying fifty dollars for a boost, and so if you just like were able to distribute that out more and gave people multiple realistic option or chances to win cash, I think that's a positive. Um, Gia said they can remove threshold the beat the game only when they have successfully launched to beat other users. Otherwise, SoRare will be hit with too many users leaving. Uh, I agree. Uh, actually, I disagree. I don't think they need to do it before or after. It's just a... Carol said, I checked Cap 240 Rare for a couple of weekend game weeks, about 25 to 28% people hit the threshold. It kind of depends on what, like lately there have been no games on lately. So that's a little bit of a, little bit of a thing. Wow, I've been talking a long time here. And I thought nobody would come. Um, I have to go have lunch. I haven't had lunch yet. Um, so yeah. Just things that I think we all need to th think about. And I appreciate everybody in the live chat here. Um, Investor Dur said, what's the thing you hate the most about current so rare? My gallery. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Nanjo said, stellar prizes for top 100, then tiered reward boxes there thereafter. Excuse me. I think if re reward boxes had cash, then I'm, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. Um, yeah, 
So, yeah, I think everybody should like think about this. And I think the game, the game is going to be different in a few months. And we just, um, we just do it. We just keep playing because we all love the game. Like no, nobody's this passionate about things that they hate. And so uh, I think we all, not all, but a lot of us like the game and yeah, we should just keep playing. So thanks everyone for coming. If you could please hit, hit the like button on the video, that's always, um, that's always good. And yeah, I'll be back next week. Oh, actually. So on Monday we have a uh, surfala who I keep saying that, and I don't know if that's how he pronounces it. But he's going to be on the strategy show with us, with me and Sean, talking about a whole bunch of things. He had a great Twitter thread that we'll bring up. And uh, so he'll be there Monday. And then Game Week Preview, obviously, on Monday to talk about uh, the Spanish Super Cup. And yeah, all the good stuff next week. And hopefully I don't say anything stupid. And we'll go from there. So thank you, everybody. And good luck this weekend.